Hello, um, welcome to episode two of the OK Let's Be Real podcast. My name is Merla Cheshire and I am the host of this podcast. Um, so first of all, thank you so much to everybody that listened to the first episode and either shared it on Instagram or dropped me a little message to say how much they loved it. It really means, it like just blows my mind away and it means so much to me. Um, so thank you for that. Secondly, if I sound a bit different in this one, I had my first COVID vaccine uh, yesterday um, and it has just made me feel like I've been hit by a bus. Um, but it is all worth it when you think um, that it's one step closer to some form of normality. Um, so yeah, uh, back in the downstairs loo, um, <laughs> which a lot of people found really funny. Um, like, it's legit, I'm not saying it just for a bit of humour, like, I do generally sit in the downstairs loo to sit and record these podcasts, so yeah. Um, but this episode is going to be a little bit more about me and my story. Um, I haven't made any notes for this, I haven't tried to write a script or anything, this is literally just going to be uh, kind of me winging it um, and hopefully I cover everything. If you ever want to ask any questions, please don't be afraid to drop me a little message um, and I will answer them. So <clears throat> I'm just going to jump straight into it because there's probably quite a lot to get through. Um, I am going to speak about um, self-harm and suicide within this. Not in depth but they will be mentioned so just a little trigger warning um i don't want to upset anybody so if that kind of uh topic does upset you please don't feel like you have to listen to that part um it's just a part of my journey um and so i do feel like i have to include it in here um but starting right at the beginning um born on the 11th of February. Um, it was actually pancake day in 1997 uh, and my mum always says that uh, she gave birth to her very own little tosser. So <laughs> thanks for that mum. <laughs> um, but no, as a child I was always quite a happy kid. Um, I would, you know, do children things, uh, play with dolls and shit, I don't know. Um, my mum does say that I was kind of weird as a toddler, like I would literally sleep anywhere and everywhere. Um, apparently I used to like to sleep in the bottom of the wardrobe and in the sack of potatoes in the kitchen. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, but then as obviously you grow up and you go to school, you make friends, I was always very very happy. Like. I would play with my Barbies and whatever. Um, it wasn't until secondary school that things got a little bit shit. Um, so I went to secondary school, everything seemed fine. Um, and then one day, I would probably say, see, I think I was in like year eight, so, um, how old would I have been? Um, I don't know, like 14, 15? Maybe? No, that seems too old. Like 12 or 13, maybe. 13, 14. I don't know. I was in year eight. Um, and I remember it as clear as day because it, 
it just sticks with me um i was in the sports hall doing whatever sport i was doing i don't know um and there was this girl that was sat on the bench behind me and um she was sniggering um and you kind of think nothing of it um but then like that paranoia kind of sets in and so i kind of like kept turning around to see what she was laughing at and she'd stop laughing every time i looked at her um and then in the corner of my eye i saw her pointing to my leg i was like oh god what have i got on my leg um and i looked and there was nothing there um anyway it carried on and carried on and then i was just like you know what enough's enough so i turned around and i was like what's your fucking problem <laughs> um and she wouldn't say um and then i noticed what she was pointing at and she was pointing at the stretch marks on the back of my leg and from that day onwards i hated my legs um i went home after school and i comfort ate i think i ate about five to ten bags of crisps um because i just felt that shit about myself and the thing is it's stretch marks like <laughs> i was growing up i was becoming i was you know going from a girl to a woman my body was changing and naturally stretch marks happen um and i was bullied for it um and from that day onwards that girl and all of her friends because she was in one of them like popular cliques um they bullied me for being um and i wasn't even fat at the time i mean at the time i didn't think that i did think that i was fat because i was bigger than everybody else but looking back now i know i wasn't fat um but then that made me gain weight because i would literally just comfort eat and comfort eat um i felt like an alien um because i was different from everybody else i had bigger legs i had bigger boobs um like girls it's weird because i got picked on for having big boobs like what why <laughs> um so yeah from that day onwards i hated the skin that i was in i hated how i looked um i hated the other people hated how i looked um and it just sort of went downhill from there because I would literally just continue to comfort eat, um, continue to feel uncomfortable. Um, I stopped wearing shorts for PE um, because I hated how my legs were. Um, I got in so much trouble for not wearing shorts in PE, which is so bizarre, um, besides the point. Um, and then, this is where it gets a bit deep guys um and then because of all that because of the uh year uh year year to a year and a half maybe even two years of the constant bullying from girls at school um and guys by the way guys would pick on me for being bigger uh i mean not that it mattered because all the guys at my school were ugly anyway um but yeah guys then started picking on me because girls were picking on me um anyway so 
after like a year to two years of dealing with constant name calling whether it be fat bitch fat pig uh, morbidly obese um god knows what else i um i fell into quite a deep depression um didn't really know it at the time didn't talk to anybody about it um i kept it to myself and i would just keep on plodding um and i i had quite a few close friends um and i am uh i like to say that i'm a good friend <laughs> if you have a problem or you want to talk to me about something i am there for you any time of the day you can always count on me to just sit and listen if you want to rant and rave i'll listen if you want a bit of advice i'll give it to you you might not like it but i'll give it to you um and i was doing that for my friends as you do um but because of how miserable i was from all of the bullying um when my friends were coming to me and complaining that i don't know oh i'm so skinny <laughs> just a random example it was like try being in my bloody shoes duck you know um and it that started to get to me as well um and i started self-harming as a form of release um yeah um and i did that for a good like year to two years um and i eventually got help from my doctors for it i went to my doctors about something else and they saw the cuts on my arms um and so like my five minute appointment turned into about an hour um because i had to go through risk assessments and stuff but i had counseling um we found out that the reason i was self-harming was because well part of the reason was because of the body issue body image issues that i had but also because of the fact that i wasn't i wasn't talking to anybody i kind of closed off from everyone and everything um i would sleep you know all day and all night um i wouldn't go out with friends i wouldn't really want to go out with family um i kind of just really withdrew from everything um and so yeah <laughs> um fun times no um so i had counseling continued to try and work through my problems try and figure out um you know kind of like what was bothering me the most um and it was the bullying and uh, the fact that i didn't have anybody to talk to about that um and i had counseling for about two years um but during my counseling i did attempt to take my own life um i can't remember what pushed me exactly but i do believe it was just to do with the fact that i felt like i'd had enough um i was sick and tired of being the fat friend the uh the fat girl in school the ugly girl at school whatever it was um and i just kind of felt like i had no other option um 
thankfully I didn't succeed which is why I'm able to talk about that today but I think a lot of people are scared to um, talk about their mental health journey but for me I feel like that made me who I am I'm kind of getting a bit emotional my voice is going all croaky <laughs> um, yeah I feel like it made me who I am today um, it's made me a lot stronger and I weirdly enough after failing uh, taking my own life I had a different uh, outlook on life um, I started allowing myself to um, what's the word allowing myself to fix myself so I was doing everything that my counsellor would suggest I was doing the exercises and uh, the the homework as she calls it air quotes used um and I kind of stopped giving a shit what people were saying um and I know it might not be as easy as that for some people but honestly after that point of waking up feeling like death after trying to take my own life I was like what the fuck am I doing I'm letting irrelevant people uh change but will possibly change my life um and I actually did a uh English assessment uh essay sorry um about about that well I didn't say I tried to kill myself but I did this um this like poem um about somebody that tried to kill herself and uh, succeeded and she kind of had like um what do they call it uh out of body experience and she saw the people um close to her how they how it affected them um I got like a B on it I was so impressed with myself um and I was just I think that just really opened my eyes of you know I'm letting irrelevant people uh decide what happens uh in my life and I shouldn't like so what I'm bigger than most people you know I'm I'm becoming a woman who gives a shit um I still hated my body don't get me wrong I'm not saying that I stopped you know I stopped hating myself and I started loving my body but I just stopped giving a shit what people were saying um when bullies would come up to me and call me fat I'd just go and what's your point <laughs> and that bothered them more than them calling me fat and me crying the fact that I weren't bothered upset them upset that's not a word but upset them um and yeah <laughs> so enough on that that's basically pretty much the background um and then I kind of just continued going through uh life kind of not liking where I like how I looked and where I was so I would try diets um you know whether that be calorie counting which became an obsession of mine it can be really beneficial for some people but I still had a lot of mental health issues um, and so I became obsessed with calorie counting which then affected my food relationship which then affected my weight because 
you know, if I saw that the scale didn't move or I'd, you know, had a cheat day or whatever, I'd be like, oh, fuck it, and I'd binge eat. So that affected my food relationship. Then I've tried Weight Watchers. I've tried Slimming World. I've tried... um skinny coffee club which i think is very similar to like your herbal teas and stuff um and obviously none of them worked because they're shit um i don't know how else to explain i don't know enough um like scientifically about diets and stuff but if you do want to listen to uh, the reasons why they don't work I will recommend my uh, PT's podcast she talks about uh, food relationships and things on there a lot um, so go check that out it's the get up and glow podcast uh, there you are Becca cheeky little plug for you um, so yeah I tried those they didn't work so I would get disheartened and I would comfort eat and I'd feel like shit and yada 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 and it's just it's a vicious cycle um and it's just constant um it's exhausting like it's actually exhausting not just physically but mentally as well um so yeah and then about two years ago uh i became hmm, was it two years maybe like two or three years ago I became like really poorly um I just got a brand new job um that I was really happy to get it was a new opportunity for me um and yeah I started getting really ill like headaches constantly uh feeling sick feeling dizzy um lots of other things and I was like what is going on um and I think it was after oh I can't even remember what number it was but I'd had several trips to A&E from being that ill well I'd I'd ring 111 explaining my symptoms and they kept sending me up to A&E um but anyway after this particular visit to A&E I'd been like throwing up for like four hours straight I couldn't even keep water down like I was so sick um so the doctor did whatever they did uh, I think they ran some tests or something um, and he said oh you're diabetic so excuse me no he said oh well your blood work is like showing me that you're diabetic I was like oh um, okay um, so just to put it in perspective basically your normal blood sugar range is between five and eight uh, mine was 22 <laughs> which is incredibly high um, and oops just not the toilet seat sorry about that <laughs> the you know the cons of recording a podcast in your downstairs toilet anyway getting uh, sidetracked um, so yeah he said look just go home rest there's like nothing that we can do really um, so yeah hopefully you'll feel better soon but go to your doctors and have uh, a blood test to see if you're diabetic so I did that made an appointment had a blood test um normally you have one blood test then you leave it for like a month or something have another blood test and if it still comes back high then they diagnose you're diabetic 
However, my blood sugar levels were that high on the first blood test that they didn't need to run a second test. Um, I was diagnosed type 2 diabetic um, at about, I would have been about 21, um, or would I have been 22? I don't know, 21, 22. Um, and that kind of gave me the kick up the arse that I needed. Um, so I started going to the gym. Um, gym anxiety by the way absolutely sucks i'm going to cover that in a different podcast um because i could just talk about that for ages um but yeah so i started going to the gym and i didn't go on a diet but i was just a bit more mindful of what i was eating so i mean i stopped eating like big sheer bars of chocolate to myself uh or sheer bags of chocolate to myself or whatever um and just started being a bit more mindful about what I was putting in my body I was obviously put on a shitload of medication which helped um but to be 22 and put on two types of insulin just really got to me um and really gave me that wake-up call that I needed um and then I uh got talking to Becca um so an old friend of mine was PTing with Becca and I saw the incredible results that she got from working with her and I was like I need somebody like this for me I need somebody to hold me accountable for the things that I do or say or whatever so having a PT is super beneficial for me it might not be beneficial for everybody um, but having Becca by my side um, and sort of uh, guiding me in the right direction whether that be with food or with exercises or whatever um, yeah it just it helped me uh, loads Um, so I signed up with Becca about a year ago so it was in February last year um, and she's been kicking my ass ever since Um, the great thing about Becca is I had a lengthy discussion with her about my reason why um, and I, I remember that call as clear as day because she said so like what's your reason for signing up to me and I was like I want to stop hating myself and she went so silent on the other end of the phone um and it's just so heartbreaking to know that like this time last year I was still unhappy with myself just because somebody laughed at me when I was 13 years old for having stretch marks on my leg um and so I just want to say, um, just be kind to people, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, uh, because you don't know what they're going through, you don't know how uh, your words will affect them, um, so yeah, just don't be a fucking arsehole. <laughs> um, so got working with Becca and I've still got a long way to go uh but i now don't feel physically sick when i look in a mirror or i don't hate my body anymore um in fact i'm really 
grateful for my body it has protected me through a lot and it's been through a lot um and it's still going um so just be kind to yourself be kind to others trust the process um and you'll get through it whatever you're going through you'll make it out on the other end um i think i've covered everything um in regards to a little bit about me uh, as I said at the start of the podcast, if there is anything that you guys want to know about my uh, about my past, about my journey, uh, about me, whether it be what's your favourite colour, I don't know, uh, please do drop me a message. Um, I, I don't bite most of the time, I promise. I'm quite a nice person most of the time. <laughs> um, I'm going to end it here. I've rambled on for long enough um and yeah it's been it's been emotional guys it's been emotional um again just thank you to everybody that has listened to the podcast um and that has subscribed to the podcast it really does uh mean the world to me also thank you to lizzie harrigan for sending me a little doodle that you did um of me sat down uh recording my podcast I loved it um uh yeah um and that's it so have a lovely day evening morning night whatever time of the day it is that you listen to this um and i will speak to you in the next podcast